Your Total Wine & More store is ready to serve you with our always low prices on an incredible 8,000 wines and 2,500 beers. Want it today? Try our same-day delivery or contactless curbside pickup at TotalWine.com. Whether you're grabbing your favorite beer or pouring a glass to enjoy an evening on the deck, Total Wine & More has you covered. Visit any of our 12 stores in Northern Virginia. She is the star and executive producer of The Millionaire Matchmaker. She is a third-generation matchmaker and founder of The Millionaire Club. And she built one of the most recognized brands on the planet by offering her relationship-minded clients the personal attention that no one else would provide. I am thrilled to welcome to my show, Patty Stanger. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Awesome. Awesome. So I want to take our audience back to how this all began for you and how you got the idea of becoming a matchmaker. Um, I really didn't become, like, I didn't have an idea. My mother and my grandmother did it locally in New Jersey for their local temple. And my family was like, my, even my aunt's a big matchmaker in New York, just for friends and family. But she, you know, she has a good little roster of people, and they didn't charge. So when I got to Florida, my mom owned a restaurant, and she doesn't believe in slumming on vacation. She made me work in the restaurant, which I loathe. And she said, you're going to have to get a job if you move to Florida. And I basically found in the newspaper, well, actually, she found it, Great Expectations was hiring for director of marketing. And I went in, and I killed it, and I got the job, and then I changed the business model. And the next thing I know, I was learning the inside of real matchmaking. I mean, it became more than just matchmaking because it's kind of like Match.com, Great Expectations. It's, no one is guaranteed a match. So I'd walk into the library and I'd start fixing people up, which you're really not supposed to do. And I just, you know, I had a gift for it. Um, when I was about 37, 38, I was engaged for the first time and it broke off. And Florida was getting really weird for Americans who didn't speak Spanish to get a job. I'm, I'm I, I in Miami. They I had that. Bought, sold it three times, and I came to uh, California, and I and, in the, and everything else was written. I basically was fixing people up in California in a very millionaire time and created the Millionaires Club. That's basically what happened. And then, of course, reality TV came along and then after that. And did you ever think, looking back, that it would be like what it is now? No. I mean... Fact, I didn't go to California to become a matchmaker. I came there to get into the business and be a producer because I went to film school at University of Miami. So I never had this plan. I needed this, this money that I was making, big money, to pay off my credit card debt, to get a nice place to live, to get a good car. I had no ambition of keeping this. It was the writer's strike and the producer's strike and the actor strike that really put reality on the map because that's when all these spaces on television, you know, the real estate opened up and they were like, oh my God, we've got to get people immediately. And no other show can shoot 365 than reality. Scripted doesn't do that. There's unions, you know, there's all these situations. Everything's planned in advance. There was no Netflix then. There was no Amazon then. This was a time where you had three networks and a few cable channels and they needed to fill their slots. And I got lucky. I got spotted. But I had done a lot of work like as an expert like on CNN and, you know, I was always rolling out um, two in the morning. Can you do this, you know, satellite for New York, you know, at 5 a.m., like, and like that. I did a lot of stuff like that. 
Uh, it's you know I was a television producer in the day. Oh, so you know, you know Geraldo, the kick. Geraldo Rivera, Phil Donahue. No, there's not shows like that. So I I get all that. And born and raised in Miami, I understand why. It's- right. I mean, I grew, I grew up in Miami. Was really my home more than Jersey because it was the place we went to to have vacation and holidays. And I went to my mother's like, you're only going to U of M. I wanted to go to UCLA, and she's like, you're not going there. You're going to U of M. That's the rule. And my grandmother was down there, so it was like I could take care of her. But it was Miami. It was a very wonderful place. It still is. It just got harder when Viacom left and Blockbuster went out of business. And there was no place to rise in the corporate ladder unless you spoke Spanish. Right. And I am terrible with languages. And and every one of my friends was Latin, you know, Brazil, Colombian. They were, like, trying to teach me at dinner, and I'd be like, I can't get it. I know Ola, and that's it, you know. And and, and then you're like, what am I going to do with myself? She had been sold for three times the price to two different companies. They offered me to stay, but their practices were unethical. They never cared if anyone got a match. And I said, if I ever open my own company, I am going to be the company that cares. I'm going to guide you and hold your hand and make sure you find love. I'm going to kick your ass with tough love, but we're going to get the job done. Where they didn't care. They just were taking people's money, $5,000 a pop every year, you know, like a country club, and never gave a damn. We were compl- I was completely opposite them. It's it's amazing. It's what everybody needed, basically. Right. I mean, and, and, and I also think that the matchmakers in the industry were the same way. They were taking people's money, men and women, and they didn't care whether you had a date in Lawsuit City. And it was like, you can't take people's money unless you really think you can do it. Now, you're not going to be able 100% to, to satisfy everybody. The rule in the business is we can only introduce, we can't make someone fall in love with you or vice versa. And so when you do ethical you know, conduct. Like, I never paid a girl to go on a date. I was never a madam. I wasn't Heidi Fleiss. I got accused of that a lot. But the other matchmakers, I mean, it was like Breaking Bad every six seconds memories. where someone was undermining my business. And there was a lot of competition. A lot of competition. And now it's worse because we have the apps. So the whole industry's changed because the apps. That's what I was going to say to you. In the wor- By the way, Heidi Fleiss, I was... Yeah. I, was I actually, home. you know, look... In other countries, prostitution is legal. If you did it ethically and you did it in the red zones, like in Vegas, mazel tov, mm-hmm. okay? But with us, you have to be super careful because there's a fine line. And so I never paid a girl on a date. A lot of competitors do. They bought them BB gift certificates. Yeah. They gave them cash. If they had a hot girl and they had an ugly guy, they'd be like, oh, my God, we got so-and-so is going to go on a date with you. And they would give that girl something to incentivize her to go on the date. I never did any of that. I was like, the date is the gift, honey. Okay, that's it. And it's free. You want it or not. And the odds of a hot girl joining a club after she spent all her money on her hair and makeup and her clothes was nil to none. So she's not going to go spend, you know, $5,000 to join a club. So at that point, you got to go, it's free to non-millionaire men, non-millionaire women, and gay non-millionaire men and women. And then you go, okay, great. You want this? This this? This is what it is. It's free, and the millionaire pays. That's what I love. That was my model. You are unapology, unapologetic. You're honest. You say it the way it is, and that's why yeah. you are who you I are. I mean, like, you have to realize you got to know your market. It is a niche market. Yes. It's not for everybody. I'm not like Bethany with Skinny Girl where, you know, everybody wants to lose weight. Uh, there's only 100 and I think 30 million people in the United States who are single and 40% are women over 40. So I was dealing with a really tough market, but at the time it was Clinton. And he was in power, and the millionaires were rolling out from Silicon Valley every seven seconds, and there were no apps. 
and there were very few websites. So I had the golden street. Now if the game has completely changed, and the model is not so much selling a membership to your club, even though we're very successful at it. It's, it's taking it international. Um, we're in 200 countries, the leader matchmaker. We still are the highest repeated show on Comcast Networks, and so on the back end especially. And so it's basically coaching. It's like um, there's a lot of good ones out there, like Matthew Hussey's a great coach. So there's coaching, and they sell these programs so that you could do it at your home because we can't reach everybody. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like so that's what we're launching next year on Patty Knows, my website. We're doing webinars, and I'm doing counseling and coaching, and you're going to be able to buy a product. You're going to be able to talk to me directly with your questions. You know, every week people call in, and they pay me to work with them. And there's coaching programs. It's, it's great. You can go to pattynose.com or millionairesclub123.com. But it's, it's like we're getting more hands-on. So what's it like? If you're on the apps, we're teaching a program how to date online. How many people don't know how to date online or put a good picture up or write Probably a good everybody. profile? Or, or a no. profile, right. I mean, guys don't put anything on there, and they look like mugshot city. So I want to kick the guys' asses, and the girls look fabulous, you know, whether they're 50 or they're 25. And the men are just not... You know, they're not rising to the occasion. They think it's like, you know, I can have anybody because it's 90%. You know, it's getting to the point where it's so many more men than women, and men don't know that because if they get one girl on a Tuesday night, they can get another one on a Wednesday night. But the truth is there's more men online than there are women. Women are afraid. They, uh, yeah, that's right. They are afraid. If you just jump back into Patty right, Especially in the Me Too time and the Dirty John um, experience right now. Because Dirty John is like, people go, oh, how could this happen like catfish? It happens. People want to believe what they want to believe. It happens all the time. And they don't check people out. We work with Spokio, and there used to be Intellis. And you can actually check on someone out to see if they are who they say they are before you even go to LinkedIn or Instagram. Don't you think that's the, well, now I think it's easier now because of social media and because you can check somebody out. It's not as scary, right? I didn't hear that. Say it's, that not, one more time. it's not as scary now because you can go online and you can search somebody out. Well, you can check this is the question I had. We, I was at a production meeting last night at Pop, and um, they said, "Do people people don't really check people out? Like Dirty John could happen." I go, "No, this woman is is a woman who wanted to believe what she wanted to believe. That's a different story. But the girls, her daughters, are checking the thing out. But they're not. It was two, three years ago. It's not that long ago. You could have checked it out in seven seconds. He does he work at the hospital? Is he a doctor? Where did he go to? Did he go to that med school, call the med school? You could do so many things. Women don't want to do this. They want to believe that the guy who comes along that sweeps them off their feet is who he says he is. So a lot of it is, I hate to say it, a mind You know, it's like you are totally, totally, totally in this world of belief, the illusion. I call that illusion dating. You want to believe what you want to see. You know, and then if he ghosts you or he breadcrumbs you or he submarines you, you believe it too because you live in fantasy, yes. fantasy dating. And, and, and that's what's good about you because you put it in perspective and you tell them the way it really is. So let's talk about the craziest millionaire you ever met. Um, he's a very famous person, and he's in the news. He's a billionaire on the Forbes list, and he was just insane. For all the years that he lived, and he's pretty old, I was always like, how have you not learned your lessons? Falls in love really quick, cliff diver. Um, totally believes the person is who, you know, like there's this fantasy who is in his mind. He's created this movie in his mind. He believes the girl's going to be the starring role in his movie. He's in the industry and film, so it makes more sense. And never once got 
that this is not the way it is. Like, he never looked at the person for who they were and then was disappointed every time it didn't work out. Um, then there are those who are crazy and narcissistic. There was an episode of Vegas Dave. Vegas Dave was this little, ugly, short guy that you would never date in 100 million years. And we have the mixer, and there's all these beautiful bevies. And mind you, even the sevens were bevies next to him, okay? And he kept, he, I'm eating lunch, got curlers in my hair, and he starts screaming at me that I did the worst job in the world, the girls are not pretty enough, you know, he deserves genitatum, or he deserves, you know, uh, Blake Lively. He deserves the best. Oh, God. And he walks out in lunch, and we're having a screaming knockdown track fight, and when the shooting's over, I look at him and I go, you really think as a zero you can get a 10? He goes, honey, I can get a 15. <gasps> The illusion, the illusion of who you are. You know, I wish I had his mirror. <laughs> right. you know, I mean, like, he, and, he, and he was crazy. I mean, we, the women were beautiful. They were beyond anything he could ever get. I said, if you can get them, what are you doing here? Right, exactly. So what, how, what was his answer to that? Still didn't make a dent. You can watch that episode on Millionaire Matchmaker, Vegas Dave. And it was my jewelry mixer. Everybody was wearing my jewelry from I had a limited uh, edition jewelry collection. And I just said, and the girls were like, what? And, you know, he shows up. The girls are like, ugh. And I'm like, okay, girls, let's make the most of this. Maybe he's really cute underneath the hood of the car. You know, sometimes people fall in love for security, not sex. And they were nice to him, and he was a to them. Really awful. So are, are regular people sometimes worse than celebrities? Yes. The <laughs> uglier the, this is, I'm going to teach you about millionaires. The uglier the millionaire the more narcissistic, arrogant, non-chivalrous they are. <laughs> mean and nasty. I call them nasty nerds that never got the cheerleader in high school. The prettier the millionaire is, the more nicer they are and the more manners they have. I know you have a lot of dating rules. What are some of them, and what should some women um, forget about? Well, I don't think you should go for money like... I know that sounds crazy coming from me, but I think you need to go to someone like you have to have a buy-in number. If you're a successful woman, you want a buy-in number. You want to know you're not going to be paying all the bills. You're not going to be sweeping the, the house all the time. He's going to take care of you as well as nurture you, but then pick up the check and pay the rent with you, split the rent. If you can't do the buy-in number and you're really, really poor and you want the multi-multi-millionaire, okay, it's a very my field. First of all, you got to look the part. You got to look amazing. Second of all, you got to be intelligent and read. You got to read the news, watch television, no current events. They want to talk. They want to converse after sex. And then the third thing is you got to be where millionaires go, which sometimes these people can't afford to go to a, right. an event like a black tie event for a thousand dollars. So you got to go where they go. They're a clip. They're a circle. To infiltrate the posse, you got to get in. Now, once you get in, he's in control. He will control you 90% of the time. Very few non-millionaire successful men are going to not let them call the shots. And you will be on speed dial. And if he says at 2 o'clock in the morning, pack your bags, we're going to France, you know, and they're flying from New York to France, you're going to have to jump. Do it's people, not what everybody thinks it is. It's not always do, a picnic. Do people really like that lifestyle? I guess some yeah, do. Well, there's girls that have no ambition that want to be the personal secretary slash wife. Right. They want to morph into wifedom. In order to do that, you've got to be indispensable to the man and make him feel he's a superhero. And that is not just sex. Sex is not the glue. It's the emotional intimacy. It's the reliable factor. Can he rely on you? Will you show up? Will you look right? Will you speak right at an event? It's like a million things you've got to do. 
and it's not easy. So I always say to people, water seeks its own level. What do you really want? How much money do you really need? Are, are you doing this for image? Are you doing this to be famous? Are you doing this because a status? Are you doing this because you really want to be philanthropic and you want to work with a, with a multi-billionaire philanthropic guy? Like, what's the motive here? Right? You, you've seen... You, because eventually you get what you pay for at the end of the day. You've seen it all. Yes. So would you take the rich guy or the guy that doesn't have that much but can provide... I, would take the, I, I will not take the non-guy who doesn't have any much because I've done that. And that's also really bad. Rescuing men is not going to help you unless you really want to be the alpha in the relationship. And I'm not an alpha. I'm more of a... I'm beta at home. So I would have to do middle zone. Uh, he's got to have money. He's got to be successful in his own career. But he doesn't have to be a multimillionaire. I don't need Mr. Private Plane. Right. You understand? Yes. So you ha- I can't, I've tried the non has no money, and it hasn't worked for me. And then I had to wake up one day and say, I'm super successful. I can make, you know, all my exes had careers that fell off a cliff. Like the mortgage banking industry, my ex, David, he, you know, fell off a cliff, and he didn't know what to do next. I know that tomorrow if I lose my job, I can reinvent myself. I'm learning scripted right now. I'm in the scripted business right now. I just saw movies to Hallmark with Danica McKellar starring. And I'm changing my career. I'm producing right now, which is what I went to school for. That's why I left Bravo. I took a break. Um, we had a, you know, Bravo was my home. They made me. They will, I will be forever grateful to them. I love those people. Then I went to WE. I had an experience at WE. Mark Jurist was amazing. I didn't really feel it was my audience. I felt Bravo was truly my audience. And I tried two different projects, and now I'm producing. And I might be going back to television. We're working on, on my next project right now. And maybe even bring back Matchmaker. We're thinking about rebooting it to a 2.0 level, like a different kind of spin on it. With all the island shows coming out, yeah. I'm really thinking about doing like a Matchmaker Island, which I had before the island shows came out anyway. I have an arsenal really of, of projects. Really an idea. Yeah, I know Arsenal Projects. I've always wanted to do that and take the, 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 you know, not just the all-stars from Matchmaker, but also celebrities and mix it up. But the thing that I learned is I love producing. I love making other people famous. I love scripted. I'm getting into the scripted business. I'm working with Sony, and I'm working with Tony Krantz, this major producer. And so it's, it's actually really been fun this last year because I get to create. And, I'm, you know, Matchmaker is a really hard job. You have to be on call for Bravo. You actually work five months, three months to make the show, and then two months of press. So it takes a lot of energy, and I'm an executive producer, and they train me. And no better training will come than from Bravo. I mean, if you want to be a reality star, that's the place to learn it. And it's true. They taught me everything. I'm forever, ever indebted to them. I'm excited about Dirty John and Connie Britton's um, nomination today for Golden Globe. I was pushing hard for everybody to watch it. And if you haven't watched it, you need to watch it because it's a cautionary tale. And anybody dating online needs to watch it. What's the difference between guys in, like, their 30s, 40s, 50s? There has to be. Well, I mean, 30s, he's not necessarily going to get marriage-minded unless he's religious or someone's pushing him or he lives in a small town in Farmingdale, you know what I mean? Like, 30s are, like, in this place of, like, discovering who they are in a relationship. They've, they've already played in their 20s. So <clears throat> nine times out of ten, they're discovering who they are. And then about 36, 36 to 40, the bell goes off. Oh, my God, I'm not married. I don't have any kids. And what's wrong with me? So late 30s is where the sweet spot is. And if you're 32 or 31 and you're a girl, you're in the perfect zone to get married from a, a man who's in his late 30s. 40s. They've never been married or they're divorced, depending on which. Divorce usually has midlife crisis, buys the Porsche, gets the Malibu condo, you know, that kind of thing. And then they're kind of like, 
I want to play because I've gotten divorced. If they've never been married, they're in a spot, a spot where, oh, my God, they're racing, racing to get the woman. So they're on a hunt and a mission. If you just know, I'm talking to Patty Sanger. She built one of the most recognized brands on the planet. She's going to be at the Ridgefield Playhouse on February 6th. For tickets, you can call 203-438-5795. So in your, in your 40s, the men are, you know, either on a hunt to find a wife because they've been married or they're having a midlife crisis because they've been divorced. So there's like two sets of streets. And you've got to figure out, like, which street you're on. If it's midlife crisis, then you better not want to get married because he's not going to take you seriously. If it's... If it's one of those guys that is on a hunt and a mission for a wife, he missed his 30s window, and he wants a baby by Tuesday, you're in the perfect zone. 50s is completely different. 50s is a guy who estrogen is, is increasing, testosterone's dropping. He's kind of in the moment to retire. He may or may not have money, but he's slowing down, not hitting the gym as much, um, crying at movies, feeling really sensitive if you've heard his feelings. And then the women are the opposite. Their testosterone increases in 50s. So they're, like, on a hunt to, like, change their life. Like, who needs this guy? Let's throw him out. I've been babying him forever, and I'm going to go back to school, and I'm going to get a younger man. And it's very interesting that these two people um, have a different, you know, methodology. But 50s is completely different than 40s. And and, and quickly, 60s and 70s. 60s and 70s. Well, you know, I haven't experienced 60s and 70s, but I do know (laughs) that from the men in the 60s, they're kind of like afraid to die. So they're kind of on a mission to woo women. They're in the poly the pounce zone. They want more sex. They're taking Viagra. They're, they're kind of like don't want to be sensitive and cry because the 50s was hard. So now they're in this zone to like, you know, have the last hurrah. I want to fall madly in love before I die, you know, one of those. And then 70s is pretty much the same as 60s. I've not seen any difference between the 60s and 70s. The only thing in 70s is that they get illnesses then, and they're, they need a caretaker. You know what I'm saying? Like, they need somebody very nurturing. God forbid something goes wrong. But I have seen 70s and 60s men go for 25-year-old women um, in the millionaire zone, which is pretty pathetic and disgusting. And I can't do anything about it because they're in this, I'm going to die soon. I better get my last licks in. <laughs> I like the way you say that. Okay, so what are your five tips for successful dating? Okay, so one thing is everybody says get out there. My first thing, I've changed my tips, by the way. So this is going to be, when we're at Richfield, you're going to be learning all the new things to change yourself to go to extreme dating, which means you're going to be able to figure out what you want in a second and not waste your time with the looky loose. How many people have wasted time? So I hate time wasters. So the first thing is to get your mindset right. Most people's mindsets are not right. They're in desperation. They're, they're racing against the clock, whether it's to have children, get married, whatever. Or three, they're in this place of image. I need the best, the biggest, the bratest, you know, the Kardashian concept, like bigger and bolder and better. Instead of looking at themselves and going, what makes me feel good? So the first is a mindset. The second is feeling good. What makes you feel good? What makes you feel good in a date? Who made you feel good? Make the list of those ex-boyfriends that, like, you know, this were really good qualities from this person. It might not have worked out in college because we went our separate ways, but he made me feel good. Then three, take a roadmap plan. Are we getting on the apps? Are we going to events? Um, find out where the men are, the type of men you want to meet, and do your research. So I'm all about research. Three is research. Most people just go out, drink, you know, screw around, and they think it's just going to fall in their lap. Okay, nothing like that works. So if you were looking for a job, would you be strategic? you got to be strategic in love. The fourth thing is physical stuff. 
you got to get out there and make it happen. you got to book those dates, take those travel plans, you know, go to those parties when you don't want to. Nine times out of ten, people meet when they're not in the mood to meet love. That's so true. And it, their mind is on something else because when your mind's on something else and you're focused on work and then you got to go to a party and you're tired and I want to put on a dress, boom, there he is. There he is. So you got to get yourself out. And I always say go out two to three times a week if you're under 35. If you're over 35, reduce it to two. When we get to 50, you do one. But here's the kick. If you go out as a female alone, you're more likely to attract a suitor than if you were with a pack of people. And the reason is because men are afraid to infiltrate the posse. So if you're alone, he's more likely to come over, buy you a drink, you know, signal and smile, and he'll come over. If he doesn't come over, he's dating someone, he's gay, or he's not your type. Basic, simple. Or he's passive-aggressive, and you don't want that guy anyway. The fifth thing I think you should do is relax. Nobody relaxes in the process. So I'm a meditator. I do transcendental meditation. You don't have to use that TM. You can use any type of meditation. Oprah's got a great series. I mean, there's mindfulness. There's tons of stuff, just like yoga. If yoga makes you relax, if taking a bath makes you relax, I was just reading about Nicole Kidman. Every morning, her and her husband go into the water, in the ocean, because they're Australians, and it makes them zen out. When you relax is when they show up. When you're in heat and anxious, that's not when they show up. Very good advice. So your show at the Ridgefield Playhouse, what a show that's going to be. February oh, it's, 6th. It's tickets gonna be are amazing. Best. We're gonna, what's the best part about my show, and I've been doing Patty Live for a long time, I revitalized it for what's going on in technology and my young millennials, is that you're going to be able to ask me questions. Like, I, this show is not about me. I'm not getting out there and going, here I am, I'm so fabulous, I'm so great. <laughs> this show is about people coming to me and saying, I need help. I've heard it all. No, everyone in the audience has heard it all. There's nothing you can be embarrassed about. We're all going to be in this together. And then there's going to be some live interaction, which is surprises on stage. I can't give away that the audience goes crazy over, and they're going to love it. They're going to love it. It's going to be fabulous because the thing that I love about it is I'm going there to help the people. So whether you're single, whether you're dating and not getting the ring, or whether you're married and your sex life has fallen off a cliff, I'm going to revitalize it. Tickets go on sale this week, 203-438-5795. I love that you're doing that. Because oh, thank you so much. I'm, I'm really excited. We're starting, you know, my, my hood is the tri-state area. I grew up in Short Hills, New Jersey, love Connecticut, like back of my hand, used to go to Richville all the time. So I have like that whole area I'm doing first, and then we're going to take this nationwide and then go international. So we're really excited about seeing my local yokel community. East Coast is my hood. And uh, I think I'm going to be able to fix all you guys up and solve your love life problems uh, by Valentine's Day. Because we're going to be there right before Valentine's Day. I think it's a perfect fit. Yeah, I mean, this is the, if, you have, if you've got a friend or a daughter or a husband, this is the gift to bring them. Because if you come out, I'm a show, I'm entertaining, but I'm also educational. So you're going to walk away with things. Plus, I've got a lot of swag to give you, and there's going to be a lot of merchandise to buy. We're going to have a great time, cocktails, the whole nine yards. I, and Rachel is the place to do this at. It's I, the perfect intimate theater. You'll hear me loud and proud. You'll get to get all the information. And I'm not leaving till everyone's happy. I love that. I tell everyone, you have to go to the, if you've never been to the Ridgefield Playhouse, you have to go there. It's, it's such a beautiful place. It really is. It's and you know intimate. what my, a lot of my friends have done, a lot of my psychic friends have done it. And they say, it, out of all the theaters, it's the best one. So we're really excited to come. Um, I'm hoping it becomes a repeat performance and we start doing this on a regular basis. I'd really like to start Patty's Boot Camp at all these theaters that I'm going to. 
and like hear your responses and what worked, what didn't work. We're going to get you down. We're going to fix your love life. You're not going to be alone. You're not going to be in a terrible relationship, and you're not going to be sexless. Okay, Everything just, is going to change when, you, when I get there. I just don't know how you do all this. Look, I channel, I'm, you know, people know that I'm pretty psychic. Like you've seen on the show, I read people's energy. That's how I do it. So every person is different. No two people are alike. They're like snowflakes. You get up to the microphone, you ask me a question. I'm not just answering the question. I'm reading your vibration from where you, need, you are and where you need to be. No different than any of the mediums that you've seen in the community. The difference is I'm reading you and saying, okay, you're doing this wrong. This isn't going to work. Let's do this. And I can change your life like that. If you watch the show, I did it in the intakes with every single person, whether they're a celebrity or not, on the show. I can't tell you how many lives have changed. I, it wasn't about getting a date. It's about you fixing yourself and having a happier love life. We all want to be happy. That's the whole ultimate goal of love, that's to right. feel happiness. That's right. Your Total Wine & More store is ready to serve you with our always low prices on an incredible 8,000 wines and 2,500 beers. Want it today? Try our same-day delivery or contactless curbside pickup at TotalWine.com. Whether you're grabbing your favorite beer or pouring a glass to enjoy an evening on the deck, Total Wine & More has you covered. Visit any of our 12 stores in Northern Virginia. Perfect timing for Patty Stanger to be at the Ridgefield Playhouse on February 6th, right before Valentine's. She's guaranteed to help you find love to change your life, and to bring out all the great things that, because we all, in the end, want to find love. Tickets to exactly. so, family. Don't let your daughters be, you know, single forever, and we're going to have a party. It it's is going to be fun. Party. Oh, my God. Please come back and give us advice anytime. <laughs> anytime. I appreciate all of it. Not Thanks so honest. much. Anytime. I'm it was wonderful. Appreciate. I love meeting you. Oh, have a same, great day. Same here. Thanks so much, Patty. Your Total Wine & More store is ready to serve you with our always low prices on an incredible 8,000 wines and 2,500 beers. Want it today? Try our same-day delivery or contactless curbside pickup at TotalWine.com. Whether you're grabbing your favorite beer or pouring a glass to enjoy an evening on the deck, Total Wine & More has you covered. Visit any of our 12 stores in Northern Virginia. Your Total Wine & More store is ready to serve you with our always low prices on an incredible 8,000 wines and 2,500 beers. Want it today? Try our same-day delivery or contactless curbside pickup at TotalWine.com. Whether you're grabbing your favorite beer or pouring a glass to enjoy an evening on the deck, Total Wine & More has you covered. Visit any of our 12 stores in Northern Virginia.